Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Irish Photography Podcast. Today we're talking about the Sunday Showcase and it's the return of our Instagram profile spotlight. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host this evening and I'm joined by... Nobody. So it's just me this evening. Uh, Dermot is unfortunately busy, but I decided I'd go alone, go solo and see how I get on and record an episode. And it's an episode I've wanted to make for a while, but... You know, we've been so busy, we've been on our trips, we've been working and everything else. And we've also had some other great topics that we wanted to discuss. But now that I'm in charge, I've got free reign. So I've decided, executive decision, that tonight I'm going to be talking about the Shunday Showcase. And if you're new to the podcast and want to know what the Shunday Showcase is, it's a post that appears on our Facebook group page every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock and it's an opportunity really for our fantastic listeners and members of the group to share what they've taken a photograph of, be it any way, shape or form, over that weekend or in the last week. And ever since John Myler actually created it, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every week. And I, I suppose, really like a lot of you guys who are listening, are blown away by the content that we see, the quality of the images that we see, and the amount of variety as well that we see in many, many different styles. So today I'm going to uh, pick my three favourite images from the Sunday Showcase of the February edition. So I'm going to look at the ones that would have happened last week, and I'll go through the my three favourite shots really that would jump out to me. And the first one really that jumped to me was an image by a fantastic photographer, Yaro Fagan. And it's a photograph he's taken in Coomerol. And Coomerol is in the uh, in Kerry on the Dingle Peninsula. It's a fantastic beach. It's a beach that you always will have a lot of energy. And you'll always have energy coming in in the water. But there in particular, you can be cut out very, very quickly. So what Yaro has managed to do here with this photograph, I think, is absolutely superb. He's captured the motion of the water that's coming in over the rocks. He's got it composed that you've got one small little stack of a rock, and I know the rock in particular, that sticks up. You've got the headland in the distance, and then you've got the sun setting as well. But the whole lot of it all comes together absolutely beautifully. And the headland actually that's there is Dunmore Head, and uh, looking out onto the Blasket Islands. And it's a fantastic place to be. But, you know, Yarrow is... a uh, phenomenal photographer you know I've known him for years with Monster Landscape Photography um, but got to know him as well quite well over the years too and he's never ceased to amaze me in regards to the images that he can get how he will get those images and how he tells a story within an image as well itself when we look at this image or when I look at this image how he's processed processed the image as well is phenomenal you know it's a really striking image you're into direct sun yet he's managed to control the highlights the shadows the balance the exposure time as well as perfect and on the rocks that you see as well on the front you just get the trickle of water that falls over the top of the uh, rock as well which i think is really really nice and it's a phenomenal uh, image to me and i think it was liked as well quite a lot in the group as well so yara you're my first pick anyway for this week in regards to the first image from the Sunday showcase the second image that I'm going to pick is a very unusual image, actually. It's by a guy called Patrick Mac. 
Cure. I think, I hope I haven't butchered your name there, Patrick. Um, but it's a bald eagle fishing in Iowa in United States. And number one, from us, from our point of view, we don't get to see bald eagles here in Ireland. Um, I actually don't even know if there are any eagles, I suppose, still roaming. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments on the Facebook group. But this here is a fantastic shot. He has captured a bald eagle who looks like he's just after catching a fish out of the water. The exposure time, the settings that he's used are spot on. You can see the droplets of water that are coming down from his feet. Uh, the wingspan as well on this is incredible. And it's the symmetry is fantastic. I mean, look, there's loads of symmetry in nature, but on this image, to be there at that point in time, to be able to get that shot and have it, okay, number one, in focus. You know, it's something that if you remember on previous episodes, I spoke about taking photographs of wildlife and you have to be spot on to be able to get your focus right. And here he's got it spot on. It's an incredible shot. And I do love the way the tips as well of the wings and the feathers just come out uh, on the right hand side. And the way he's got the whole image as well itself framed is phenomenal. If I was to add one small tiny bit of a critique, there is a small bit of an artifact that's appearing up on the top right hand corner of the, um, the image. And even though it's hard to say that I'm distracted, but I am slightly distracted um, just by that. I think it would be a phenomenal image just without that small piece. But yeah, well done, Patrick. An excellent shot and uh, well liked as well also in the group. The third image that I'm actually picking is an image by Lee Morrow. And it's an image he's taken at the International Space Station. It's a flyover, but he's got so much going on in the image and it all comes together quite well. So it's the International Space Station. You've got Venus, you've got Coleraine to the Derry train. You've got the Mausoleum Temple and it's Downhill Beach as well. So like there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six items in the image. And it's a nighttime image as well to be able to capture all those, obviously. But the way he's got it um, framed as well, I think it's class because you've got the, the train that's coming in and it goes into the tunnel. Then you've got the mausoleum on the top. You've got Venus on the left-hand side. And then you've got the International Space Station just arching its way down from the top left of the uh, frame down into the center. And I'm presuming that's uh, lights from... Where actually that? I drove on that road. I can't remember. Uh, you might tell us actually, I suppose, Lee, where that lights are. I don't think it's the moon, but I think it's probably light pollution from somewhere else. But it actually works because everything is kind of pointing you towards that. And it's, oh, what is it? And that's making me think what it is as well. Oh, and yeah, also you've got Downhill Beach. And Downhill Beach, I visited it once when I was on a trip in Donegal. I didn't get to spend um, much time there because we were just passing through um, that area, I suppose, really, to be able to, I don't know, I don't know, I can't remember where we were going, but I didn't get to spend much time, like I said, but it was actually phenomenal, the compositions that you could get. And you've got this imposing architectural I suppose wonder really because you don't see them that often but it's proud on the top of the cliff and then like I say with the train as well coming along too it can add some really nice movement if you're taking some shots like that and I think you know Lee you've done a phenomenal job here uh, overall I think because you know to be able to be there at that point in time with the space station going through with the train going through. Now, you might have done a composition, or uh, composite, sorry. Uh, I don't know, but if you did, great. If you didn't, fantastic. Um, because I think all the elements of the composition come together for me, and it really does, you know, jump 
off the screen really and you want to explore more and that's what I think a photograph to me should be it should be telling a story it should be inviting you in to explore more and even when I looked at this image first of all it saw it as a small icon I clicked into it to see it bigger so that it would fill the screen and I immediately then as well went into double tap so I could see in close detail and I need to go in close detail on the phone to be able to see how much there was and how it was all coming together but yeah an absolutely phenomenal uh, image for my third choice uh, Lee and you know thanks very much for posting it into the group now I'm on my own so I think I can break the rules a small bit here can't I you know I mean we said we'd pick out three but yeah okay cats away the mouse will play so I'm going to pick uh, a fourth shot and the shot that I'm going to pick is by a kettlebell patawan and it's two mile gate and it's a long exposure shot and now I photographed in this location and Dearman has photographed in this location quite a lot um, but what we have in this image here I think works quite well because you've got a small bit of a hint of a colour uh, on the horizon I presume it's obviously I think it might be sunrise it could be wrong but I think it looks like it'd be sunrise but you've got some wispy clouds as well and the water was pretty much flat um, did he do yeah he had to do a bit of a long exposure I think to get it more flat because there's movement in the reeds but it's a great photograph because the cloud it's right on the top of the jetty and if you don't know Two Mile Gate it's a small bit of a jutting out area I suppose really um, where you've got these jetties that come off that so they're fantastic because I think there's like seven or eight of them in total each one of them will be slightly different in its shape and its design and of course one is pointing one direction the other one's pointing obviously the opposite side of that but the area that's been picked here I think is really nice it's one of the shorter um, jetties because they go out at a kind of an, a T shape so you can get a longer T or get a shorter T but the one that's been picked here I think works very very well and with the clouds as well you know you, you kind of want to look into the centre of the image and I like the way you know he's got the image composed okay it's not breaking any rules it's following all the rules as such you know so um, but breaking them at the same time because you've got your horizon bang on the centre and they say okay you shouldn't have your eyes in the centre but here I think it works very very well you've got your subject coming in in the centre as well uh, so it's not coming in on any of the thirds but it works perfectly well because it brings you in the part that's moving across on the jetty does kind of stop you but then you go to the next step which is you look at those clouds and you see and you go okay what is that cloud so you know it's a phenomenal shot and I'm really really happy I suppose to pick it as my extra my fourth image um, for this week's Sunday showcase so that's really the thoughts that I would have from there I, I love that everybody is, photo is posting photographs every week uh, last week actually I missed it because uh, I set it up weeks in advance um, so that I don't have to remember to do it every Sunday but for some reason it didn't uh, post at seven o'clock so apologies for that thanks for letting us know we immediately fixed it the moment that we didn't see that it had gone up but um and it's great to see, like I said, the different photographs that are being done. Thanks to everybody for posting each week and making it bigger and better. And it's really growing a community as well of people within that Sunday Showcase um, platform as well itself. So if you ha if you haven't joined the, the Facebook group, you know, go on to Facebook, search for the Irish Photography Podcast in groups. You'll be asked a couple of questions just to keep the spammers out, but the real question or the answer we're looking for is name a host that can be me it can be Dermot it could be John it could be any one of our guests that we've had on 
over the last year and a half that we've been doing the podcast. But, you know, yeah, it's um, a great group, like I say, and thanks very much for everybody for posting each week. So I'm going to take a break here now. Uh, It's the end of the first part of this episode of the podcast, and I'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Canon, Nikon, Sony, all great batteries, but at a great cost. Extreme batteries from Hanlon are affordable and have increased ultra-high capacity, extra durability in stream conditions, shock-absorbing construction, and better yet, they even come in orange. Get yours now at Hanlon.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. And now it's the time for the Instagram Spotlight. And if you don't know what the Instagram Spotlight is, if you're on Instagram, like most people are if you're into photography, go look for the Irish Photography Podcast and, you know, hit that follow button and you'll see some fantastic images being posted and being tagged each day and each minute from the amazing photographers around the world who, again, we're fortunate that, you know, they're listening to us on the podcast and they're also following us on Instagram. So what we do here is once a month, we'll pick an Instagram profile that's really stood out to us and that has tagged us in their posts and so forth like that. And we'll go through some of the images then on their feed and talk in regards to why we like that photographer. And of course, I'm on my own this week, so of course it's going to be my turn and I decided to pick somebody whose work I've admired actually for a long period of time. They're really able to get around and take different photographs and so much so that I kind of wonder where is he from you know so I see a lot of pictures from Cork I see a lot of pictures from Dublin but then I see some pictures as well from the States so I'm wondering is it somebody who's from Cork living in Dublin working for somebody and moving around with work I don't know he might let us know uh, who it is and this person is their name is Jim Rocks. And Jim, thank you very much for, you know, posting on tagging us on your photographs on Instagram. Each time I get a notification coming through, I'm kind of excited to see what type of image that you will produce. And looking at your work uh, over the last number of months, I suppose, really, I can see that there's a definite theme in regards to what you like and what you like to take photographs of. And I'd like to kind of break them into two different segments, if I may, really, to give you why I've picked your profile. So, Mainly the images that you see now from you are nighttime shots. And I really, really like the way you're able to portray a story again in the image, but even the handling and the processing afterwards is spot on. Very similar, actually, to Jasperoff um, when we featured on the previous Instagram spotlight. I love how you're able to capture the neon effect within the night scene. And what you've done on a number of images there, um, you know, really bring these off the screen to me. And one, I suppose, really that, you know, we'll talk about most recent is that you took the Samuel Beckett bridge. And that's a phenomenally beautiful bridge. It's well photographed. And I see lots of photographs appearing on different social media uh, platforms of this bridge. But the image that you've taken here is you've come to the, I think it's the west side uh, of the bridge. And you're looking back across uh, over onto the convention center. And You've got perfectly still water. The reflection is spot on, but the arch of the bridge as well looks like it's kind of holding the beautiful blue glow that we get from the convention center. And, you know, just the detail on the shot as well, it's very, very well exposed. You've got perfectly still water. And that's one of the images I think really that, you know, I'd liked in the last week or 10 days. Another example of your work that I like, and again, you know, if you haven't seen Jim's profile, I would 
really urge you go look go hit that follow button as well so you can see some of these images that i'm talking about but one is when i look at nightscapes and particularly at cityscapes um i often when i see it in the movies years and years and years ago you know you'd see skyscrapers and you'd see bright lights big city and stuff like that and being from cork i would have always said yeah yeah we'll never have that in cork cork won't have any of that kind of glitz or whatever it may have been but it most certainly does in recent years as well it has changed quite a lot and i love how people would take photographs of the cityscapes over the years and you'll see how they'll evolve and you'll see how they'll change and now with the advent of the new buildings that are being built there very similar to buildings that have been built along the Liffey in recent times but you're getting a lot more fresher look and feel you're getting glass frontage buildings but you're also getting buildings that are putting lights on and at night time that completely changes the dynamic of what you're going to photograph so to put it in perspective if you cast your mind back 20 years ago if you're from cork or you've passed through cork 20 years ago you more than likely would have passed through this road was you'd come in tiffily you'd, you'd drive along the uh, river be on your left hand side you take a dog leg dog leg left and then bang you're on the water and you're coming up to the end of the island let's just say of cork and you're looking over on the left hand side and you would have seen a big rnh hall building you would have seen uh, boland's mill you would have seen industrial areas and such like that now that's all changing because all those buildings are no longer in use for the purpose that they have so there's development happening and it's changing on a regular basis and if you're coming in and taking a photograph from that side anyway currently it's soon about to change actually on the other side if you're looking back in because over by the railway station now you're getting a huge development that's going in there there's some new office buildings there's a hotel i believe going in there as well and all that is going to reflect when you take a photograph on still water so when i look at the image that you've taken there of albert key and i think back in regards to that curved roofed building that was there an old warehouse that was disused for so long and now all of a sudden you've got this building that's been built it adds a completely different dimension and it's going to change and also put things back in time or in a time stamp let's just say of this is how it looked at that point and when I first saw the image here, I said, wow, man, this building, like, okay, I drive past it myself quite a lot, but at nighttime, it's really, really bright here. They've got a, a color as well at the moment in the image that you have here is red. And I can see in the corner of the image as well, the city hall as well was also lit up in red. So um, I know they change different colors and such like that. Um, for Daffodil Day, they go yellow. For Paddy's Day, they go green. Can't recall what they go red for. You might let us know, Jim, but... Um, what you've taken a photograph here is one Albert Key in, I suppose, symmetrical. Uh, there's four lines of lights, but you also have the street light, and you've captured a street light just in the corner of the image, and it's adding a lovely factor to the image. It's not, you know, detracting away as well. It's actually complementing the entire image overall. So, I really like that shot. But like I said, what I really like about it is is that it's also documenting. Uh, a timestamp, let's just say, of how city centres are changing and they're evolving. And they're still evolving like they would have done originally. Like Cork was 800 years old in 1985. So um, everything is built around a river, similar for Dublin, similar for Limerick. You know, that was your main highways in the past. But now when you look in regards to commerce, uh, you know, it's really bringing these areas to life. And there's a massive transformation in the 
Dublin Docklands and now obviously finally coming to Cork, I suppose. And, you know, the image of the Samuel Beckett Bridge with the convention centre, that wasn't there 20 years ago. So you wouldn't be able to get that uh, photograph. So I think, you know, it's a great opportunity to be able to get some beautiful reflections. And, you know, Jim, you've done a fantastic job on that. Another thing that I like in regards to from the nighttime photography, and again, going back here to the Samuel Beckett Bridge, you've got an image here, probably a bus that just turned around the corner and you got your camera set up. But the way that it's laid out, it takes you right through the image. And I love the movement that you've captured in that. And similarly, you've got another one down in uh, the City Hall in Cork. Again, it's a bus, but there's orange light in it, there's green light in it, there's the white lights. And then you've got the City Hall in a different colour as well in the back. And that's a very fun thing to do. And it's something I'd love to do more of. But, you know, I don't really want to go into a city centre at night. And how safe as Cork is, but even with your camera, just stood there because you'll get people coming up to you. Oh, what are you doing? And stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not in a club, um, so I don't go out with a group in a club. But it's something that I've often thought about doing. And I've done it actually on a couple of occasions. Um, with a good friend of mine, John Delaney, not the guy from FAI, John Delaney, the photographer from uh, Cork, but John's an excellent photographer and I would have gone out in the past taking photographs with him on many different things, but we did go out a number of uh, evenings around Christmas time to get some photographs and it was really, really fun, but, you know, it's always good to have somebody with you just to make sure that your head's not stuck into a... Um, an eyepiece or an EVF or whatever it may have been, um, because obviously, you know, your gear is expensive. And, you know, people will just take opportunities, but definitely something anyway that uh, I want to do more of, but you've done a fantastic uh, job of capturing that. And I suppose then what brought me looking at another image there is that, speaking of Christmas, I would have gotten, and at that time actually I did go take the photographs, I would have gotten an image of the big Ferris wheel on the Grand Parade. And Every year it's there, you know, it, it does really give you an opportunity to get some fantastic shots. And you've seen, you know, this stereotypical shot, if you want to call it that, where you're stood on the corner of the South Mall, you're looking back into the Grand Parade, you compose the photograph and you wait for a bus or something to come past. And it's still a, it's a beautiful shot, but it's the obvious shot, let's just say, to take. But what Jim has done there is he's gone into the car park and gone to the roof of the car park and taken the photograph of the wheel. And all you're seeing now is half the wheel as opposed to a full wheel and the way it's lit as well and the way it's processed, the color, you've got a very lovely teal color that's on the ground, which is complementing the colors of the uh, big wheel. And I really like that shot because it does kind of make you wonder what it is and it wants you to click on it or double tap on it or whatever it may have been, but to find out more about that uh, image. So yeah, that's a beautiful photograph and um, I'm kind of annoyed I didn't think actually taking that photograph when I was there um, but yeah it's a great shot and again well done from the night point of view the other style that I see in your photography is uh, when you're out in the landscape and there's a couple of shots I suppose really that have uh, jumped at me to be able to talk about here and one is a place called Ballard Waterfall and Ballard Waterfall is a place that uh, is up by Kilworth and I've gone there twice to go take some photographs and each time there was all signs saying you can't go in there, it's closed off, there's uh, tree felling going on and stuff like that. So, of course, I didn't go in. And the second time that I got there, I was hell-bent on getting a photograph of a waterfall that day. So that was actually the day that I decided to turn around and drive down to the uh, Mill Street area of Cork and I found that incredible waterfall that still to this day you know, I still look at photographs I've taken and going, wow, man, that was incredible. But anyway, um, 
I digress. I've no Dermot here to keep me in check. But yeah, so um, Ballard Waterfall, is a, it's a waterfall I want to go photograph. But what Jim has done here is he has zoomed in on the detail and he's taken a photograph of the water as it hits the rocks at the very end. And again, the processing is excellent because what it's doing here is, you know, there's a big vignette that's going around it but you've got the white of the water hitting the rocks. And again, the mystery is there because you just want to look in and see how the water is rolling off the rocks. And it's a beautiful shot. And it's one, I think, like I said, from a landscape point of view that jumped out at me. And I said, OK, you know what? I really, really like that image, too. You've also got an image there. I think it was recent, actually, um, on Clahan, where you've taken a photograph. And this is actually a beautiful shot because you have captured it just as the wave is broken on the uh, rock in front and you've got this spike of water that's going up into the air the sun is just to the right of it but you also then as well have a bit of the water that's breaking where the sunlight is actually penetrating from but it's giving a beautiful backlight there's a lovely uh, glow as well to the water behind that so it's obviously coming close to sunset um, but I think it's a really really nice shot and from a seascape point of view as well it's quite intriguing because you know you can get many different photo styles with seascape i've spoken about it many times on the podcast and also in my vlogs that you know what i love about it is that every single wave is going to be different to the next so there's never going to be a wave exactly the same and every photograph that you take you have the opportunity to catch something unique and what you've done here on this photograph i think is excellent because um it's obviously heavy sea but the water is broken right in front of you and you're in the right position as well um in regards to that and I suppose, look, the final couple of things there I want you to talk about, like I said, is you have a lot of great shots, but the reason why I was confused as to where you were from, because um, you've got images there as well from the US, so you've got some images on Times Square, you've got Brooklyn Bridge, which is a fantastic image, and you just, you framed it classically, but you've also put the sun on the top left-hand corner, perfectly positioned for a sunburst, and, you know, you've got a clear blue sky on that day as well, I think it's a beautiful photograph. Um, you've got an image as well of the flat iron. Now, I'm not really a fan of selective colour, but it really does work here. So the whole image is black and white, except for the uh, sign that says Fifth Avenue. And I think that's a great photograph. I think it really, really jumps from it. Um, so I didn't, like I said, didn't know where you were from, where you're from the US. And the final reason I didn't is because you have an image up there from Columbia University. And <laughs> when I saw it, I jumped and went, ah, Dermot's going to be well pissed off. No, he's not on this one because this is an image of complete orange. And when I looked at the image, I went, okay, what are they? You know, so they're looking like there's some sort of mascot. Oh, hang on a second. They're a lion. Okay, um, well, that must be the mascot for the um, Columbia University. But the reality is, is all of their uniforms or uh, college robes there you go uh, are blue but because so many people have this mascot all you see in the image is orange and it's a great striking shot it's really colorful it's really vibrant but again it makes you want to click it makes you want to double tap in um, and see I suppose really what's in it so yeah that's uh, why I was confused and again that's a final uh, I suppose our very good example really of you know, the diversity that you have in your uh, photography. And actually, the final thing then uh, that struck me and it brought back a memory of in the past is uh, you actually taught me a lesson and I never even knew it actually. Hang on a second, I'm going to pull up this post here. Um, so you said the word Kumara is delivered from Kumarach, which means full of hollows. Most of the Kumara names incorporate Kum, 
the most well-known being Coombe Shinagon. Coombe Shinagon, I can never pronounce it, lake, which is rated as one of the finest examples of a glacial Coombe lake in Europe. Many megalithic monuments can be found in the Comoros. And you have an image there which is climbing up onto the left-hand side of um, that lake. And it brought back a memory of myself and Dermot and Kevin Foley when we went off on a crazy adventure, let's just say, to go up and not only climb up there, but camp up on the top of it as well, because we believed that we would get brilliant conditions. And we did get brilliant conditions, but it was a horrendous hike to be able to go all the way up to the top of it with all the camping gear, with all the food and everything else as well. Um, and I can remember it being hell. And both myself and Dermot actually were just starting out to make videos. And we have both made a video, but every so often I watch his video because myself and Kevin, we kind of went the wrong way up. We mentioned on the podcast before, we kind of went the wrong way up. Instead of going straight line up, we decided, okay, we just go the long way around and walk through all the heather in a zigzag because it was so steep, the area that we went. So we kind of did make it hard for ourselves anyway. But um, myself and Kevin were struggling and we could see Dermot just plowing on up, plowing on up. And like, geez, how is he able to do this? You know, and he'd turn around and he'd go, come on, come on, come on, come on. I was thinking he was just, I don't know, six million dollar man or something like that to be able to go up so quick but the reality was is that and i saw it in his video he was absolutely as bollocks as us but he was putting on a show when he was turning around as if he was perfectly fine but you know we were all destroyed but it was well worth the effort of getting up there and you know jim that's a great photograph you've taken as well up on the left hand side which is the route that we went and just above that actually there's two sets of kind of triangle peaks and we thought that would be the best place for us to go because it's protecting us from the whole area that you see in the vastness. So we pitched our tents there. Found it hard to find an area to get a grip uh, for the tent pegs to be able to go into as well. But thinking that we were perfectly safe. But the reality, which we didn't realize was, is that where we were was in a gap, which I believe is a natural exhaust for the winds that would blow in, swirl around the lake and go... <laughs> straight out the area that we were at. So I was woken up at five o'clock in the morning after very little sleep, to be fair, with my legs being lifted up by the wind that was blowing in. Uh, it was coming in so strong. So, yeah, it's a phenomenal spot. It's a great place for hiking, but I wouldn't recommend it for camping. But yeah, Jim, thanks very much for uh, reminding me, I suppose, really, of that crazy adventure that we decided to go on. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, Dermot's idea of sustenance was <laughs> six cans of Budweiser and um, two packets of crisps and a Mars bar or something like that. Dermot, no, because he's not on, he can't defend himself. So, yeah, that's the truth. That's a true story. That's what Dermot went up with. But yeah, Jim, thanks very much for, uh, like I said, reminding us of that. So look, that's our uh, Instagram um, profile spotlight. And uh, if you haven't Follow us already on Instagram. We'd love to have you on board. If you haven't joined us on the Facebook group, we'd love to have you on board as well. But we're going to, well, we, I'm going to finish up anyway this evening because it kind of gets tiresome when you're listening to your own voice there for around 30 minutes. But I've had fun anyway. I hope you've had fun listening with me. And we'll be back to uh, normal services uh, quite soon when Dermot is back to normal and I'm back to normal because we're both very busy schedules at the moment. So um, thank you very much for listening and until the next time from the HQ the real HQ now in Cork from me Darren Spunley Schlong the Fall Hey guys if you dig what you're hearing why don't you jump over to iTunes Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts give us a 5 star rating and don't forget to share with your friends with all that done we'll see you next week and remember 
keep shooting.